What is truth? Three words spoken by Pilate to Yeshua right before his crucifixion. The irony of it all is that truth was the very thing Pilate was staring in the face. And Yeshua kept silent as the sheep led to the slaughter. (laughs) What is truth? Pilate asks. Many today, even those who believe in him, don't know what is truth anymore. We all have heard the outcry, Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand, as spoken of by John the Baptist. We've all heard Yeshua's outcry, Repent, go and sin no more. And in our churches, we have heard the outcries. In our uh, uh, revivals, we have heard the outcries. On the mountaintops, we've heard the outcries. Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Have you ever thought to ask the question, what do I repent from? What is sin? How do I, what does my life need to look like? And a lot of times when we ask that question, we'll be maybe said something like, your life needs to look like Yeshua, like Jesus. And of course, that's the, that's the truth. But what did Jesus's life look like? What did Yeshua walk out? How Do we see what he did so we know what he did so we know how to walk? In the Torah portion I want to walk you through today is probably the most important Torah portion in the entire Bible. It is where God speaks on Mount Sinai. He comes down. Everyone is silenced and he speaks. So today I want us to look at what he said on that mountain. So in Exodus 19, where we pick up the story is right after God took the Israelites through the, the, the splitting of the sea and he brought them into this wilderness and they just, they started complaining They're like, Father, okay, Lord, we thank you. Lord God, you, you took us through the sea, but Lord, where is the food? Lord, where is the drink? Did you bring us out here just to die again? What did, why are we here? And the Israelites complain and God hears their calls. And at the end, God gives them, he gives them water. He gives them manna from heaven. He gives them all everything they need. And he demonstrates to them, look, I can care for you, not only in the big things, the things like something like salvation, but I want to care for you in your day to day. And you can even trust me in your day to day. The father then proceeds to tell Israel the following. And he he says, you have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles wings and brought you to myself. And Deuteronomy 32 verse 10, Moses expands on this eagle's wings of how the father talks about the eagle's wings and how he carries Israel. Moses says the following. He found him talking about Israel. God Talking about Israel, he found him in a wilderness and in a wasted howling desert. He encompassed him and made him understand. He watched over him as the apple of his eye, as an eagle stirs up its nest, flutters over its young, spreading out its wings, taking them up, bearing them on its wings. Yahweh alone led him and there was no strange mighty one with him. 
And so the Father is saying, Look, I, I came to find you in that wilderness place, that with that place where you were encamped, that place where you where you were where you were cornered and the Egyptians came and I split the sea for you. I carried you through that place. I brought you and I found you there in the wilderness, and there I came. And he says, I made you understand. I made you understand. I watched over you as the apple of my eye, is what God says. And and I want to submit to you when he said, I made him understand. He says, I made you understand why you're here in this wilderness, in this place, and where you're going. You see, brother, such a lot of times we're in that wilderness, we're in that place where there's, there's, it's so dry, we're hungry, we're thirsty, we feel like we're going to die there, and we cry out, and we're like, Father, where are you? And Father says, you know what, I'm going to come to you, and I'm going to make you understand. I'm going to tell you why you're here. I'm going to tell you where I'm taking you. I'm going to show you. It's all going to be so worth it. It's all going to be for my glory. And you're going to be happy by the time it's done and thankful for the wilderness season. So the father makes this statement of of how, you know, I've done this. I've come and met you. I've bore you on eagle's wings. And then he said it. Now he's setting the scene for something big. He's setting the scene for a wedding vow. So he said, bride, I've. I've, I've taken you for this. I've borne you an eagle's wing. I've done all these things for you. And he says the following. And now if and only if you diligently obey my voice and shall guard my covenant, then you shall be my treasured possession above all the peoples for all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a reign of priest and a set apart or a holy nation. Those are the words which are to speak to the children of Israel. And so the father says, this is what he says. He says, I've borne you in eagle's wings. I've done all these things for you. And then he says, if, now listen to me, Israel. If you, if you hear my voice, diligently obey my teaching, what I instruct you to do. If, and that's a big if, you do that. You will be my treasure possession. You will be a set apart, a holy people that I will call and I will use. And, and you will be as a light to the nations. And he goes on and he says, these are the words you speak to the, to the children of Israel. And so God is saying to Moses, this is you, these words you speak to a certain people. Not just to anyone, but to the children of Israel. Now get this, guys. Remember, everything in the in in the Torah or in the, in the first five books of Moses is instructions, right? And so here, God is actually telling Moses when He says this: "These are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel." It's an instruction. You don't speak this to anyone else. It's what God says. And so Peter, when we go to the book of Peter in the New Testament, Peter says the same thing. You are a holy people, a set-apart nation, treasured for his possession. And, and he goes on, and, and Peter directly quotes from here. He directly quotes God's words in Exodus 19, right here. And it's interesting, because that means if Peter is obedient to the Father's instructions, Peter must be speaking this to the children of Israel, because you can't speak this to just anyone. You can't proclaim to just anyone that they're a holy, set-apart nation, if you're not, of course, you're going to say that to the people who really are, the people that God says are. And that people is Israel. This means that Peter had to be ministering to the house of Israel when he spoke that. Now, the house of Israel 
is God's people. And if you proclaim yourself as to, to God and you say, God, I want to be your people and God, I want you to be my God. Immediately you become grafted in to the olive branch and that branch is Israel. So that means that your identity is Israel. And if you do obey his instructions, you are Israel. If you don't obey his instructions, you're not Israel. You see, and the, a lot of people would say, oh, but the instructions of God were given for Israel. It's not for me. You fail to understand that if you say that you are cutting yourself off from the new covenant because the new covenant, brother and sister, listen to me. The new covenant was not given to anyone else except for the house of Israel and the house of Judah. There is no house of church, house of Gentile in there. Okay, the new covenant, Jeremiah 31 verse 31 says, I'll make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. I'll write my law on their hearts and they shall be my people and I shall be their God. So in other words, the new covenant is made to the house of Israel. So you better be part of that house of Israel, better be grafted in and understand that's where your identity is. Otherwise, you're not part of his people because there's no other people. Israel does not refer to a simple native born bloodline. It refers to everyone who calls on the name of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, Yahweh, Yeshua, the Messiah. And so if you've never heard this before and this is brand new to you, I can encourage you to walk, watch my 15 minute teaching on this called Scattered and Regathered. It's, um, it's a really a, a, a revelation that can change your life if you understand what, who our identity, identity is in truth. So God tells Israel, this is who you are, my treasure possession, if you obey my commandments. But then he and then we hear what the people say. There is a dialogue that happens. And the people reply this and they say the following. And all the people answered together and said, all that Yahweh has spoken, we shall do. So Moses brought back the words of the people to Yahweh. And we see a wedding vow. This has been a wedding vow, guys. This is God saying, if you do these things, if you follow my instructions, then I will be, you will be my set apart people. You will be my bride, is what he said. And then the people say, I do. We shall do everything that you have instructed. And a covenant is made. A covenant is born. And the father says the following to Moses, okay, Moses, in three days, I'm going to come to this mountain. I'm going to come and visit Mount Sinai. Make sure everyone wash themselves. Everyone get ready for Yahweh is coming. And then and when we see this number three in three days, just like Yeshua was three days in the grave. So father says in three days, I'm going to come on the mountain to you. And so the third day approaches the Thunder and lightning starts rumbling and, and the, 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 the trees start waving in the wind. And suddenly a fire descends upon the mountain. Earthquake starts. The, the thunder and lightning and flashes and, and, and the people are screaming and, and everyone is struck with a fear and they've never seen or heard such a thing on that mountain in their life ever before. It's something like the world has never seen before nor heard before. No animal, no human, no plant, no rock has observed what is happening on this mountain. And the father ascends and his voice speaks the following. 
I am Yahweh your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You have no other mighty ones against my face. You do not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of that which is in the heavens above, or which is in the earth beneath, or which is in the waters under the earth. You do not bow down to them nor serve them. For I, Yahweh, your God, am a jealous God, visiting the crookedness of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me but showing loving commitment to thousands, to those who love me and guard my commands. You do not bring the name of Yahweh your God to nothing, for Yahweh does not leave the one unpunished who brings his name to naught. Remember, remember the Sabbath day to set it apart. Six days you shall labor and shall do all your work, but... The seventh day is the Sabbath to Yahweh your God. You do not do any work, not you, your son, your daughter, your male servant, your female servant, your cattle, or the stranger who is in your gates. For in six days Yahweh made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and He rested on the seventh day. Therefore Yahweh blessed the seventh day and set it apart. Respect your father and your mother. Since your days are prolonged upon the soil which Yahweh your God has given you. You don't murder. You do not commit adultery. You do not steal. You do not bear false witness against your neighbor. You do not cover your neighbor's house. You do not cover your neighbor's wife, his female servant, his male servant, ox or his donkey, or anything whatever that belongs to your neighbor. And all the people saw the thunder, the lightning, the voice of the shofar, and the mountain smoking. And the people saw and they trembled and stood at a distance and said to Moses, You speak with us and we hear, but let not God speak with us lest we die. And Moses said to the people, Don't fear, for God has come to prove you. And in order that his face be before you, so that you do not sin. I see, brothers and sisters, the voice of God. This is not a human who came there and said these things. This was the voice of Yahweh, the voice of God who came on the mountain to declare these Ten Commandments. And see, brothers and sisters, there have become many, there have come many today in our churches on pulpits who have said that, oh, these commandments were abolished, these commandments were fulfilled, and that means that we don't need to do them anymore. Yes, brothers and sisters, We need to understand, listen to me, hear my cry today. If you believe that these one of the least of these commandments are abolished, according to Matthew 5, 17, the words of Jesus, Yeshua himself, if you believe the least of them are abolished, you will be called least in the kingdom of God. It means... You will be least. You will be not, you will be least in the kingdom. Can you understand what that means? It means that you will be least. I don't even know what that would look like, but I don't want to be least. And if you listen to me, if you, do you, I want to ask you a question today. Is there any one of these commandments that you're not keeping, or that you think are not important, or that you have been teaching is abolished? Is there any one of them? Because see, brother, sister, if there is one of them, you will be called least. And see, this is the voice of God that said this. And then I want to ask you the question. Let's go there. I'm going to go there right now. The fourth commandment, the Sabbath day. Do you follow it or not? 
because it's here. Because I know our churches have been teaching it's abolished. I know that Constantine brought it in and he said, you know what, brother and sister, we're going to replace the seventh day, the Saturday Sabbath, by our tradition. And we're only going to keep it a first day holy Sabbath, a, a Sunday Sabbath. And we're by our tradition. We're going to nullify the Sabbath day that God has declared holy. And you know, brother and sister, if you've been believing that, you've been holding on to that, I'm telling you, listen to me, you will be called least in the kingdom of God if you do not turn and follow His instructions. That includes the Sabbath day. And that includes not working, not making your brother and sister work, not making your ox donkey work, not making anyone work, but sitting down and resting as God rested on the seventh day. If God rested and He did it as an example to you, you better rest as well. See, brother and sister, the fact of the matter is we have been listening to other voices regarding many of these instructions. We have gone to say, you know what? As long as we love God, everything is fine. As long as you love our neighbor, everything is fine. And yes, those are the two commandments which the Torah and the prophets hang from. But it does not replace the Torah and the prophets. You say, oh, yes, we need to love God. That's the first commandment. I want to ask you, how do we love God? John answers that for us and he says, And by this we know that we know him. Listen, you say you know God. You say, yes, God, I know you. Yes, Yahweh, just like the Israelites. Yes, we know you. Yes, we love you. Yes, we want to follow you. Yes, I do. If you want to say I do to that wedding vow, just like you said I do when you accepted Jesus into your heart, that's only the first step. That's only the beginning. What happened next? Because what needs to happen next is you need to know God. And how do we know God? It's by keeping His instruction, doing what He said we to do, walking as Yeshua. And see, when we do that, we're going to learn about Him, we're going to love Him, we're going to be able to love our neighbor. You say, Peter, I can love without keeping the commandments. I say you're a liar and the truth is not in you. You have no idea what you're talking about. Because there is no way to love God or your neighbor without keeping the fullness of the Torah and the prophets. It is impossible because the definition of love is obedience to His instructions. You don't need to believe me. 1 John 2 verse 6 says, And by this we know that we know Him. By this. Nothing else. By this. If we guard His commandments. The one who says, I know Him and does not guard His commandments is a liar and the truth is not in Him. But whoever guards His word, truly the love of God has been perfected in Him. By this we know that we're in Him. The one who says He stays in Him ought to walk also as He walked. Beloved, I write no fresh command to you, but an old command which you've had from the beginning. The old command is the word which you heard from the beginning. So he goes and he says, you say you want to show God you love him, then do it by doing what he instructed. And he goes on and he says, if you want to show it, walk as he walked. Walk as Yeshua walked. How did Yeshua walk? In perfect obedience to the law and instructions of the Father. You see, Yeshua, Jesus was obedient perfectly to the dot, to the fullness of the Torah and the prophets. Because if he wasn't, he would be in sin. Because we know that sin is if we break the law, if we transgress the law. That's what sin is. And so Yeshua said, be perfectly obedient to the fullness of the Torah and the, and the prophets. Because he's saying, walk as I walk. Follow the word. If you want to say you follow God, follow the word. And he continues, he says that the word that I'm talking, speaking to you today, this word, this commandment that I'm talking about today, it's not something new. It is the one that I have given you from the beginning. The word which was given to you from the beginning. Now listen to me, brother and sister. 
The word that we just spoke and we heard the voice of God spoke on Mount Sinai. That is the word that he is talking about here. And if you think that that's not important. If you think, and you know, we don't need to do that anymore to the dot. You don't know him. You're lying to yourself. You're lying to yourself if you say you know God, but you don't do what he says. You see, brother and sister, if I go and I speak to God and I say, Lord, I love you, but yet I go and, and, and blaspheme his name, I lie. But if I also say, God, I know you, but I don't keep the fourth commandment. I don't keep the one that you kept in creation, as well as that Jesus, Yeshua, kept when he was here. But I say, I love you, but I don't do what you say. Then I don't know you. I don't know you. And you know, this sounds familiar because this is what God is going to say to multitudes of Christians one day. And people who say they know him, but who don't truly walk it out. Oh, you say you've cast out demons. Oh, you say you healed the sick. Oh, you say you did many more miracles in, in my name. That's wonderful. But I never knew you. Depart from me, you worker of lawlessness. You who did all these things to think, to try and show me that you know me and love me, but you didn't do what I said to show me that you love me. And that is to keep the commandments, the old commandments that I've given you from the beginning. Not a new commandment, but the old has been given from the beginning, as we read in John. But then Yeshua, of course, comes and he fills it up and he says, but I'm also writing you new commandments. You've heard that it was said, don't commit adultery. I say, say, whoever looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery in his heart. And he continued and he, and he gave and he filled up the Torah. He fulfilled it. You see, brother and sister, the word fulfill, pleru, where he says, I don't come to abolish, but to fulfill. That fulfill doesn't mean abolish. It means fill up with meaning, pleru. It doesn't mean what your pastor has been telling you it means, probably. It means to fill it to, its, to the brim with fullness of meaning. That's what it means. And so, brothers and sisters, that means that, man, Yeshua came to give it fullness of meaning. He came to take these commandments, the fullness of the Torah and prophets. And he did not abolish one little bit of it. And he says that not, I didn't come, not one bit will be abolished until everything is fulfilled, till heaven and per earth passes away. And so that means that, man, it means that you need to keep it. And if you don't keep it, according to the test of John, you do not know God, no matter what you say, and you're not fooling him. And so to answer the question that we posed when we started this video, when Pilate looked Yeshua in the face and said, what is truth? This is truth. Following the fullness of the Torah and the prophets, Walking as our Messiah walked. Because, brother and sister, I, I don't want to, I want to break it to you. Like, you cannot, listen, you, listen to me. You cannot walk as Jesus. You cannot walk as Yeshua. You cannot. It is impossible to do it unless you're obedient to every single instruction that he was obedient to. You cannot pick and choose what part of him you want and what part you don't want. That is idolatry because you're making up a new God for yourself. You say, you know what? The, what's the difference between me and a Muslim, or you and a atheist, or you and a Hindu? I mean, there's there's many gods, but there's only one true God. The commandments you keep will define the God you serve. 
So if you don't keep his commandments, what commandments are you keeping? Because if you are keeping others or the traditions of men, that means that you're keeping the commandments of someone else. Just like the Pharisees did. You know, the Pharisees were, at the end of the day, they had no idea who God was. They served another God by their tradition. They made their own God without even realizing it. That's why they never recognized Yeshua when he set his foot here. And so many of us, we follow the teachings and traditions of the Catholic Church, for example, or by observing a Sunday rest, which was never commanded by the Father, ever. Or we follow other instructions on, on forbidding to marry, as the Catholics forbid to marry, their, let their priests forbid to marry. Or we follow other extra dietary instructions that has not been given in, in the Word when we say that being a vegetarian is a requirement to please God. Traditions not in the Word of God. And you see, brother, sister, there are a multitude of traditions added, and there always will be. But what you follow will define the God you serve. So do you follow a man? I want to ask you today. Or do you follow the voice from the mountain? Because one day, brothers and sisters, listen to me one day, there's going to be a voice on the, from the mountain again. There's going to come a day in Revelation, it speaks of a day of the blowing of trumpets. It speaks of a day where the earth will tremble. The, the moon will not give its light. The sun will not give its light. It will grow dark. It will be a dark day full of earthquakes and cries. And a voice will once again speak. And, the, and that voice will this time not proclaim the commandments, but rather proclaim the end. The end of the age. The time that is up. The shofar that blows. And what you did here, what you said here, what you thought here in this little life that we have, will determine your eternity. It will determine your eternal position in the kingdom of God. It will determine whether you are least or greatest in the kingdom of God. And it's connected to obedience to the instructions of the Father. Yes, including the fourth commandment. Yes, including the first commandment. And and by the way, what is that first commandment? Many have thought or thought that the first commandment is don't have any other mighty ones before him. But that's not the first commandment really. Because we miss what God says before that. And in the Hebrew or in the English language, it seems like an introduction that God has, a simple statement. But I want to submit to you, when we read it in the Hebrew, it actually, it's, it's an instruction and a commandment as well. And it is this, I am Yahweh our God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. And you see, that is an instruction. He's saying, this is who I am, my identity, my authority. I am Yahweh, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, I brought you out of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. Believe in me. Believe in me. You see, brothers and sisters, you can't keep any instruction, any of the rest, if you don't believe in God. And it's funny, you know, people always say, you know, oh, in the old covenant, they were saved by works. It was never like that. People were never saved by works. That was never God's way. Ever. Abraham was saved by grace and faith. Um, Noah was saved by grace and faith. This whole of Israel was saved by grace and faith because the law wasn't even given yet. Yet God delivered them from Egypt. Yet he brought them through the, 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 um, 
uh, the Red Sea and all that. And the, the, now only now God is giving instructions. And it's the same thing with us today. We're not saved by these instructions. These instructions are simply um, there to bring us closer to the Father and show us how to walk as He walk, bring us in holiness and in alignment with Him. And it is a necess- necessity for us to have obedience to His instructions because that is going to be the evidence of the faith that came in the beginning. That faith does not come by our works. We are not saved by our works, but that faith is what comes first. We have that faith in Yeshua. We proclaim it in Him. We are saved. Just like that I do that Israel did in the beginning. I do. And they got saved. They had their salvation. But then God said, right now, my covenant, my ketubah, my wedding contract is this. You need to love me by following these instructions. You need to love others by following the instructions. That's the point of my instructions to keep you safe, to promote love. Brother and sister, that's it. And it's so simple. It's so easy. It's not a burden. You know, when Yeshua said, my yoke is light, he was talking about walking as he walked. So I hope this encouraged you and blessed you. May God bless you and keep you, shine his face upon you, lift up his countenance upon you. Give you strength and blessing and uh, I'll see you guys in the next video.